It's so good to see you, O people of Israel. Who is this Pastor Sengkun he's talking about? I don't know him. It's so wonderful to see all of you here today. Right? Finally, I can take off the mask. There was a storm, there was a dust storm earlier. Thank you for some coming today. And I see many children here. So can I just say hello first to the children, the children of Israel? Hello, children. I also see a lot of uncles and aunties, right? And daddies and mummies as well. So hello, uncles, aunties, daddy, mummies. And grandpas, grandmas. Do I see grandpas and grandmas here as well? A few of you. Welcome, everyone. And thank you for coming today. You will know my name, right? My name is Moses, and I'm son of Amran and Jochebed of the tribe of Levi. You know I'm a Moses. Why? Because I carry two tablets, right? My trusty tablets. Now, haven't heaven's life been really tough for us here in Egypt? See, the Egyptians have been telling us to work hard, to work hard. No rest day and no pay. What's that? I hear some of you kids saying that that's how your parents have been making you work, right? Go to school and then enrichment classes, right? And then more enrichment classes and assessment books. I tell you, that is nothing, nothing compared to what Pharaoh is making us do, how these slave masters are treating us. Didn't we already build and Ramesses for them as storage cities? What more do they want from us? And I'm so sorry that I have not been able to be with you all these years. Why was I not with you? Remember how Pharaoh, many, many years ago, the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, gave orders. He wanted to kill all the baby boys of Israel. And at that time, my mom tried to hide me. But very quickly, I grew too big, right? And I grew too loud. My cries were attracting attention. And surely the Egyptians would find me and my parents would get into trouble. So my mom was forced to put me in a basket and leave me beside the Nile River. Now, let me ask you children, do you think your parents would throw you into the sea? Ask them. Daddy, mommy, will you throw me into the sea? Of course not, right? My mom was also so, so sad, but she had no choice. She had to do it. On that very day, Pharaoh's daughter came to the river now, and she happened to hear me crying. She found me. She had compassion on me, and she took pity on me. Of course, because my mom always told me that I am very handsome, even from birth. And my dear sister Miriam was looking at me. She was looking after me. And so she went up to Pharaoh's daughter and offered, Shall I go and get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said, Yes. And so she was able to bring me home again to my own mom. And that was how I grew up playing and going to school with many of you, right? So like Uncle Daniel was my schoolmate, and I grew up playing marbles with Uncle Lakyong, right? 
But once I grew up, my mom had to present me to Pharaoh's daughter, and I became her adopted son, a prince of Egypt. And she named me Moses, which sounds like pull out, because she pulled me out of the water of Nile, and she rescued me from certain death. She had compassion on me and rescued me. All these years, Pharaoh had tried to kill, to destroy God's people. But God kept on rescuing us because of his compassion. The more the Egyptians bully us, the more we grow in number, and the more we spread across the whole land of Egypt. Now, I'm so glad to see many of you here today, because this means that the God of our father, the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob, he has kept his promises to us. God has been faithful to us, his people. Your daddies and mommies must have told you how God made, promise, made this promise to our ancestor Abraham many years ago, right? God told Abraham, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God had promised to make us, his children, into a great people and to give us land and blessing. And from the time that our ancestor Jacob came to this land, to Egypt, years ago with just 70 people, 70 family members, we have now become a great people. The sons of Israel have now become the people of Israel. God has not forgotten us, my friends. He has really made us into a nation. Oh, bless him, for God is faithful. He always keeps his promises. And 40 years ago, I came to your land, to this land, to visit my family. At that time, I saw an Egyptian bullying one of our own people. And in my great anger, I hit him and he died. I buried him and I hoped that no one would find out what I did. But my secret was exposed and Pharaoh wanted me dead. And so I had to run away for my life. I ran away to the land of Midian where I met Jethro, the priest of Midian. And now Jethro is my father-in-law because I married his beautiful daughter, Zipporah. And for 40 years, my wife and I lived with Jethro. I worked as a shepherd, and I think you just found out what a shepherd means, right? I looked after sheep and goats for my father-in-law. Slowly, I grew very comfortable with life here in Median. But I never forgot who I was. I am a son of Abraham, like all of you. I'm one of you, one of the people of Israel. So when Zipporah and I had a baby boy, I named him Gershom, which means foreigner, because I remember that I am still a foreigner living in a foreign land. 
So many of our names given by our parents have special meanings, right? So do you know what your own name mean? Children, maybe turn to your parents and ask them, what does my name mean? See, my name reminds me that I was rescued from death. That's why I was Moses, right? pulled out. And my son's name, Gershom, reminds me that I'm still a foreigner in a foreign land. Now, just two days ago, I was in the far side of the desert and I was looking after the sheep and goats for my father-in-law. Basically, I was doing my usual work and minding my own business. And I came to the region of Horeb, to Mount Sinai. And you're not going to believe what happens next, because I still can't believe it myself. I'm still pinching myself to make sure I'm not dreaming. In the darkness of that cold night, I saw a bright light coming out of a bush. I thought, this must be an angel of God. This was such an awesome sight, not something that you would see every day. And so I turned aside to take a closer look at this. Why was this bush burning and yet not being burnt up? And as I drew closer, I heard a loud voice, a voice called to me from inside the bush. Moses, Moses, am I hearing things? Am I going crazy? It was so clear, and so I tested, I answered him, here I am. Would there be an answer? Sure enough, I heard the voice say to me, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. Take off your sandals, because the ground where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of, Ab of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I was so afraid I hid my face from the burning fire. But God continued to speak. I see the misery of my people in Egypt. I hear your crying because of your slave masters. I know your sufferings. I have come down to rescue you out of Egypt. I have come to bring you out of Egypt into a promised land. And this will be a good and spacious land, a land that produces lots of milk and honey for everyone. Now at this point, children, I was thinking to myself, what does this have to do with me? But I was so afraid and I dared not ask God. But God knows my thoughts, and he immediately told me, Now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh. I'm sending you to bring my people out of Egypt. Who, me? Wait a minute. Don't you know that I had run away from Egypt as a fugitive? All these years I have been hiding peacefully in Median. Now you want me to return? No way. So I told God, Who, me? Who am I to go to Pharaoh? Who am I to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? I am nothing like a small fish, Ikan Bilis, in a big ocean. 
But God told me, Yes, you are nothing, but I am with you. Next, I told God, I know nothing. I'm like a baby. I don't even know your name, God. And God told me, Then let me tell you my name. My name is Yahweh. I am the one who sent you. For the third time, I objected. Why me? I can do nothing. No one will ever believe me. But God said, I will do everything for you. Here are three signs to help them believe. First, throw your shepherd's staff onto the ground. So I did that. And it turned into a snake. Oh! And God told me to grab the snake by the tail. And when I did, it turned back into a staff again. Wow! I was so afraid, but now it's a staff again, so I don't have to be afraid, right? And then God told me, put your hand into your cloak. And so I did. And my hand became white with leprosy. But when I put it back again, oh, it's normal again. Third, God said, take water from the Nile and pour it onto the ground. I'm not going to do that. But God told me that it will become blood. God gave me these three miracles to prove that he had sent me. But I still wasn't very sure. So I gave God another lame excuse. Why me, God? I can't speak well. I get nervous in front of people. I get tongue-tied. Well, this was a lame excuse because, you know, actually, I went to the best schools in Egypt. I went to ACS, Ancient Cairo School. Because, because of that, I'm so fluent in many languages. And God knows this. And he says to me, Who gives you your mouth, your ear, or your eye? Who did, children? Who gives us our eyes and our mouth and our ears? God did, right? God said, I did that, and I will help you speak. But I wasn't ready to give up yet. So I gave God one final excuse. Lord, please send someone else. Just someone else, please. Not me, please. And this time God got really angry and firm with me. He replied me, Fine, I will give you Aaron, your brother, to help you. In fact, he's already on his way to look for you. But Moses, you also must go. You will tell Aaron what to say, and he will speak for you. God doesn't let me go. But God was being so patient with me, wasn't he, children? All these lame excuses that I gave him, all these silly reasons why I shouldn't come here to tell you about what God is going to do for you. And yet God didn't get angry immediately with me. He didn't strike me down. He has such great patience towards me. Even though I gave him excuse after excuse, God kept giving me assurance after assurance. So children and friends, let us summarize everything that I've learned about God, who God is today. First, I learned that God is compassionate. 
Have you ever felt that if there is a God, that he's actually forgotten about you? I have. In my 40 years as a foreigner in Median, I thought that I had been forgotten by God. But I've learned today that God is compassionate. He sees us, he hears us, and he understands our suffering. Second, God is patient with us. Have you ever felt that you have done too many bad things for God to forgive you? Remember, I was a murderer. I killed the Egyptian man and I ran for my life. But God forgave me. God forgave all my lame excuses as well. And he's given me so many kind words of assurance. God is always patient with you and with me. Third, did you ever think that God has given up on you because of all the wrong things that we've done? Well, God is faithful to us. He remembers his promises to Abraham and he will keep it. He will fulfill them for us. Now, I don't know if these three letters will help you remember what we learned about God today. Right? They are CPF. Right? God is compassionate. Remember his P children? God is patient. And lastly, F, God is faithful. I don't know what CPF means to you, but back in Egypt, it is Cairo Pharaoh Fund. And that is why today, Aaron and I stand before you to tell you all these things. And God also gave me a promise, a sign, that one day when we come out of Egypt, we will come back and worship God on that mountain, Horeb. And that is the reason why God rescues us, so that you and I will worship God. So now, even now, let us worship Him. And my brother Aaron will be coming up to lead us to sing a song to worship God, to recall what God is going to do for us. Aaron, please. Okay, kids and everyone else, okay, this is an action song. You won't be singing, but it will definitely help if you would uh, support us by doing action. I'm going to teach you a few actions, okay? Easy one first, all right? Now, can everyone stand up first? All right? Okay, everyone, including kids, okay, show me this. This is called sweat. Sweat. Okay, that's called sweat. Very hot under the sun. But not now. Now it's rain. But now we can do it. We do it for sweat. The next one is called um, the next one is don't like. Ah, don't like. Let's die. Don't like. Okay. But you must show sad face because if you don't show sad face it means hello, you know. So you must show don't like. Alright. Okay. And then the other one is very similar. This case is so long. It might be happy face. So long. Okay. So it's very easy, right? Okay. Now come the difficult one, okay? You must learn how to walk like an Egyptian. So how do you walk like an Egyptian? Show, I'll show you, okay? Okay, this, this way, and then the other one is the other way. Come on, I'm the only one being recorded. The rest of you, you won't be seen online, but come on, let's try and support me. Let's try again. 
All right, you're ready for the song. Okay, let's hit it. Thank you so much, Pastor Kenneth. And so now I'm back to Pastor Sinkun. <laughs> right, so in chapter 4, verse 29, Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel and how he had seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. 
brothers, sisters, and friends, you have heard what the Lord told Moses and what Moses told the people of Israel. So let me just briefly share with us what this has to do with us today. See, children, adults, we will learn that our God never changes in his character. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and forevermore. God is always compassionate. And children, what's the second word? God is patient. And thirdly, God is faithful to us. Very good. And although the people of Israel would sin, they would disobey God. God remained compassionate and patient and faithful to them. And this is all because of his covenant promises with Abraham. And in accordance with that promise, God has sent us another saviour. Another saviour who is like Moses, but better than Moses. And this saviour is Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus didn't make excuses like Moses did when God sent him to become a man. He was faithful and obedient, even when it meant that he had to suffer and die on the cross. Jesus didn't tell God, Who me, God? Why me? No la, not me, please. Instead, the Lord Jesus said, Not my will, but yours be done. So do we still not believe that God is compassionate and patient and faithful to us? Then we need to just look at the cross where Jesus died. For there on that cross, God's character is most clearly displayed to us. By Jesus' blood on the cross, God has now made a new covenant with you and I, which is why we don't just end with Exodus. We are children of a new covenant. For those who believe in Jesus, we should all now hear and obey God as well, just like Moses. Jesus would tell everyone who wants to follow him. He says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So, can I ask, are we saying no to our self-interest? Are we looking out for the interests of others following the Lord's example? And if not, what is the excuse that we are giving God? Paul says in Romans 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. We are still called to worship God today. So are we living our whole lives sacrificing ourselves for Jesus Christ who bought us for himself? And if not, what silly excuse are we giving God? So brothers, sisters and friends, and myself included, Will we stop giving lame excuses and silly reasons like Moses did? Who, me? Why, me? Not me, please. But if, would you believe and obey and worship God instead? And will you give over your whole life to trust and obey Him? Children and uh, adults, let's go together to God and pray. You, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God. You are slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. 
Father, you have shown us your compassion, your patience, and your faithfulness by your Son, the Lord Jesus. So help us, we pray, to stop giving lame excuses and silly reasons why we shouldn't follow Jesus and why we shouldn't serve him with everything we have. Help us as children who have received your kindness in him to offer our whole lives to you in worship. Amen.